thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. This episode is brought to you by my free mentoring group, Healthy Lifestyle Choices. For wellness information, inspiration, and mentoring from me, just search the group Healthy Lifestyle Choices with Brett Hill on Facebook. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and this week in wellness, saliva sharing amongst family members helps children discern who they can trust and turn to in times of stress. A 2022 study published in the journal Science showed that exposure to family members' spit or saliva sharing plays a crucial role in how we define our relationships, and it starts from the first few months of life. The study stated that saliva sharing was used by infants, toddlers, and young children to help them distinguish what they call thick relationships, relationships where there are strong attachments and where they could reasonably expect to feel a sense of obligation for each other, especially when one is in trouble. The study didn't just include activities like licking the same ice cream cone and using the same straw, which are commonly seen, but they even went as far as deliberately sharing saliva directly from one mouth to another using their finger. This work is exciting because it clearly shows at least one domain in which really young children and even infants are making different inferences about thick relationships like family members compared to other close relationships. Zoe Liberman, an assistant professor of psychological and brain sciences at the University of California said, the study doesn't address whether recognizing saliva sharing as a proxy for thick relationships is an innate or learned trait, but it did show that it's present from a very young age. Christine Fawcett from the Uppsala Child and Baby Lab said it has been proposed that the emotion of disgust evolved to protect us from contamination, such as can occur when coming into contact with the bodily fluids of another person. Yet, taking care of an infant, for example, requires such contact, so we may have also evolved an exception to the rule. Those in our closest, thickest relationships do not elicit disgust in us, no matter the amount of drool or dirty diapers they produce. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion is that I think this is a fascinating study. It, it really is a huge juxtaposition to where we find ourselves in society at the moment, where we're seeing just an extreme amount of germophobia, where we're really doing everything we can to avoid contact with other people, to avoid germs from other people. And really, it causes us to question, have we gone too far? You know, we know that our bodies are predominantly germs. You know, there are more germ cells in your body than there are human cells in your body. We know that these germs are really important for our health, that, that it's important we're able to develop a healthy, diverse microbiome. And we do that by exchanging germs with each other, especially from a young age when, when a lot of that development occurs between mum and baby in particular. And so this is a really fascinating question. You know, why have our bodies evolved to want to share germs with those closest to us? Why have our bodies evolved to, to use that as a differentiator for who we can trust and who we can't? And what role is our body's innate intelligence playing in this? You know, is this a way of our bodies seeking out those, you know, recognizing those close to us as being in our family group? as a result of their microbiome and recognizing that having that local microbiome and sharing those germs, you know, creating that community might be really important for our health. You know, it's, it's fascinating to think that, you know, we may need to start distinguishing between germ sharing amongst family members, for example, versus germ sharing across communities or even across countries. Because if you think about it, I guess, from an evolutionary perspective, you know, it would be natural in a, in a tribal environment environment for us to share germs with those 
around us in our closest community. And, and we would develop, I guess, similar microbiomes. We'd develop immunity to those germs which are commonly in our environment and have a healthy, I guess, robust microbiome and, and an ideally immune system as a result of that. Whereas, I guess it's less natural for us to share germs with people from further away and even people from overseas, which is, I guess, what we're seeing a lot more now in our modern society, where we're able to travel such great distances with such relative ease so quickly um, that, that perhaps these germs that we haven't previously been exposed to, that we haven't had a chance to develop immunity to, that haven't been shared amongst our local community, um, are causing more strife than they perhaps otherwise should. So I think really that the, the principle of this study, what this study is showing us is that we need to have a more nuanced approach and a more nuanced understanding of germs and and saliva and spit and breathing and and all of those sort of things whereas at the moment we're just going so hard on trying to eradicate all of those germs and eradicate contact between individuals but you know we know that there's a real link between your microbiome for example for kids and their risk of developing things like asthma later on in life you know we know there's a link between your microbiome and your brain health you know we know that in this case there's a link between your ability to share germs and your ability to bond with those who are closest to you so there are pros and cons and i think we haven't had that conversation properly and we need to have that conversation better and we need to have a more holistic understanding of the human body of the human immune system of the microbiome uh, of society you know so that we can start to understand that it, we can't just black and white say germs are bad we need to get rid of them we need to barrier you know, create barriers so that we're not sharing them but we need to understand that actually there's a time and a place for it and, and there are pros and cons to eradicating that contact and eradicating that sharing of microbiome that sharing of germs so yeah i think it's important to remember you're more germ than human you can't escape them and you can't live without them so be careful how you avoid them and be careful how you treat them because it might have bigger impacts on your health than you realize you've been listening to this week in wellness with brett hill to continue the conversation find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash this week in wellness if you like this episode please leave us a review on itunes and for more information about this and other projects from me head to drbretthill.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.